seen a video nasty. I wouldn't. I have far too much. But how, how can you judge on video nasty? Oh, you've seen one. I actually don't need to see visually what I know is in that film. My name is Christopher Brown. I think I might have messed up. I think what I should have done was finish all a run of Jess Franco films, of which there have been many on this podcast, with uh, erotic rites of Frankenstein. It's probably, in fairness, my favourite one on the list. Uh, and one of the reasons for that is I, I do love a, uh, a Euro Cine um, castle movie, particularly one with a bit of sleaze in, a bit of gothic. Bit of nudity, you know. It's a it's a heady mix, um, and you know when one one of the things I've saved till right near the end is um, work that Frank has worked on, but uh, which is Zombie Lake, which I'll discuss a bit further down the end of this run, and the reason for that is that that's directed by John Rolland. It's not Rolland's best work but it will give me an opportunity to talk about some of the more interesting stuff um, the thing that marks both this film we're going to talk about and Zombie Lake is the fact that even though they're made by filmmakers who have the potential to do really interesting stuff they also have the potential to be bored and just cranking out horror films because it's the things that will make money Jess Franco's Oasis of the Zombies, um, which um, was released in the UK in 1983, is an example of what happens with Franco when he's just not fucking interested. Now, we've spoken about it in the past with um, the horror film, um, with his cannibal horror films, where he just cannot be bothered really in fairness and it, it comes across in the, in the film it's fairly ploddy you know when we talk about Bruno Mattai stuff um, you know there's almost an indicator that maybe Mattai just can't quite do it you know what I mean that he's you know he, he's just not good enough to kind of create an exi- exciting zombie film with um, with this you know Franco is is more than capable of creating something with, with a bit of tension or something very interesting or unusual but the film is so dragged down by his own feelings of, I don't want to do this. It becomes almost um, a parody of, uh, of, what, of what, what happens when you're a bored filmmaker. Believe it when I see it. <laughs> 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 
So the story, for what it's worth, is about some treasure hunters who go go after some lost Nazi gold, and they find out that there is treasure out there, but it's guarded by um, the soldiers who had been transporting it, who have become zombies. The film itself is um, is slow; and very little happens in it. It um, the music is like this kind of almost like funeral like organ music very somber but uh, but doesn't match the fact that you know most people when are after with a zombie movie maybe an action adventure kind of thing that Romero was doing at that point with films like Dawn of the Dead um and instead what we get is a horror film around um uh effectively some people going into the desert, then some every now and again some zombies might walk in the past. You can see, you know, the, the, there are some of the tropes that you would normally associate with these kind of things. Arms coming out from the ground, that kind of thing, you know, and then they decay in bodies. But Franco has a number of problems um to kind to, to convey beyond his own lack of interest in the subject matter. The first is that clearly there isn't the budget or the time to create uh, extravagant gore shots 
which he would most definitely need if he wanted to create like an action adventure. Instead, what we see is, um, you know, the usual kind of cheap, um, plastery kind of uh, makeup on some some people who've been like, you know, painted grey or dark in their skin so it looks like they're, they're decaying, biting into somebody's flesh. So you see, you know, shots of women on the ground screaming, while um, somebody kind of like just bites into their leg and you see a bit of blood, but you know, there's none of the um, the more visceral stuff that Romero would have done where he would have kind of got, got the camera right in there and you were seeing the, the, the flesh getting hooked out. Or even Night of the Living Dead, you know, um, Romero was very aware that if you wanted to deliver on this kind of promise, you needed to see, you know, somebody munching into guts or ripping into bones and that kind of thing. And that just isn't here. The music really does kind of take the take the air out of it it's it's almost a trance like soporific and so we get these like quite broad vista veranda shots of of the deserts and the dunes um with this like you know kind of tune and um on the whole therefore it it kind of does um take some away from it Another thing we're reminded is the fact that um, Franco has a bad reputation in the UK. And if, even for those that um, don't particularly uh, aren't enamoured with them, or even fans of it, you know, this show on its own definitely kind of does not help with that argument. You know, if you want to get somebody into Franco, Oasis of the Zombies is not the one. It, it, there's just so little there. So the UK version, Oasis of the Zombies, was actually based on the French version of the film, which was, uh, I believe, uh, called Treasure of the Zombies, as the French version. Franco goes back uh, with some some different actors, including you know his uh, longtime muse Lena Rone, and um, makes um, a Spanish version of the film as well, called Tomb of the Living Dead, and. Um, it has a slightly more upbeat kind of avant-garde soundtrack. Uh, anything with Lina Romay is going to be better. So you could argue that the Spanish version is more interesting, but, you know, uh, it's not something that... I, I'm not going to turn around and go, oh, just go and watch the Spanish version. If you've not seen it, don't watch either of these, ver- <laughs> either of these films. I'm going to make a far more em- empowered speech about Zombie Lake in terms of why it's good. Even, but um, but even Franco was was clearly not not vibing with this movie at all when he was making it. And I suppose you can understand why. I mean, you know, we we you know over the years I've spoken a lot in terms of gun for hire. Um, film directors who just get it done, get it done, get it done, get the film made, get it out, get it sorted. And um, with with this, um, clearly he was in that in that mode, in that mindset. And you've got to bear in mind that if he's in that mindset, he can literally just make this film. And then go away and make another one in like a couple of weeks later. I think he was in the process of making, you know, between 10 and, you know, he made a huge number of films in this period, um, like maybe 10, 12 films in, in, in 80, 81, 82. And, and 
and that kind of speed of creation must mean that well I'll I'll get this done I'll get it made and go on to the next thing and then they've got a zombie movie they can sell and they did sell it the, there was a lot of copies of Oasis of the Zombie in the UK in the uh, in the early 80s um, before it got gripped, pulled off the shelf so it was released on VHS in 1983 and um, as we said before, it was pulled um, um, off the shelves by police and um, you could feasibly um, have it, you know, just get it destroyed if you if it, if it gets taken to magistrate's court. I mean, the thought that anybody would, would, would think to themselves that there's anything in this that could even possibly consider it obscene is crazy. I mean, the film is now a 15 certificate. It, 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 it was released in 2004 on Arrow in DVD. It was released in 2008 on Shameless on DVD. It, 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 it's in the US. There are um, Blu-rays from 2013. You can go and... Um, if you go on Amazon Prime... You can get a really shitty version of it, which just looks like a VHS rip for a couple of quid. Um, you know, the film is, it's, it's, it's ubiquitous and it's a 15 certificate now. And, um, it's certainly not the rock'em shock'em film that you would consider. You know, it doesn't even really deliver on the kind of things you really need these things to deliver. Apparently, Franco was so bored, he didn't even direct some of it. The story goes that uh, the producer, Marius Lassier, uh, directed some of it. We can assume that that was the London stuff, London inverted commas, interior shots, while Franco did um, the stuff in the desert, which is almost certainly the Canary Islands, um, because that's where he was doing a lot of his stuff at the time. It's also fair to say that the, I mean, the film was, you know, we're saying this, just, it got released in the America as well. Um, uh, Charles Band picked it up in the early early eighties as a, a Wizard Video line release. So I mean, it, it's frustrating, really, because I mean, not even the fucking director could be asked. You know, what I mean that that's clear, but we're still in a position where we're talking about a a horror film. That uh, that seems to have managed to get everywhere, and that's because it's got zombies in it. That's that's why, and that's why it was made. As I say, Redemption's done a just a really lovely release of it in America, uh, taken from thirty-five millimeter elements. I mean, it's it's as nice as it can be, and I think the uh, that crappy Amazon video. Um, release that I say about on VHS I think that might be the the wizard one, <laughs> wizard release one um, the cropping's weird it, it, it's clearly being put in the centre, I mean it doesn't matter I mean it just doesn't matter um, I'd love to turn around and go oh yeah well you know the thing about this is there's some hidden truth in there and um, and I don't like kind of going well this film's just clearly crap but even Franco fans turn around and go, this is not his best stuff, you know? So it's not, it's not a, and I, and in the past I've kind of gone, ah, but you know, Frank, there is stuff with Franco. He is, you know, interesting. He, there is more to his story than that. And I just can't quite get across the line on a film that, you know, doesn't have the violence, doesn't have the gore, doesn't have the action, 
has a splattering of nudity, a splattering of blood, some pretty bad uh, zombie effects. Although I'm not, I'm not kidding. When when we're talking about bad zombies and Eurocine films, wait till we get to Zombie Lake, cause holy fucking shit, then it stuff gets bad. But generally, um, you know, listen. I mean, Franco made over two hundred films allegedly. Um, not all of them are going to be great. Um, and certainly in this example, um, that, that is where we are. It unsurprisingly has just had reception bad. Um, I think if you were going to put it in a solid, um, normal way in a, you know, how does it, if, if, you're the type of person that can kind of tune in to its frequency, which is a low-level hum. Um, then there might be something there for you. It's just like kind of like soporifically let it wash over you, like the, 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 the vibe on the music and the the the, the dunes and uh, and the the the, the, feel, the general feeling that something else is happening elsewhere. That's you know there's you know you kind of like. You're in the B team and somebody's having an action adventure over on the other side. You know, if you can kind of get into that mindset, maybe, just maybe, there might be something here for you. If you want to watch a reasonably entertaining, rather silly, oddball bit of Franco madness, let me point you towards Erotic Rights of Frankenstein. It's a lovely movie, um, which is a shame to, to finish on uh, on Franco in that way but uh, there you go I suppose we can say Franco does have a hand in Zombie Lake so we, we, we can resurrect him slightly his touch doesn't quite extend so much but no, but nonetheless this is really the end of, of the, the Franco Uber on Video Nasty's podcast If you want to get hold of me, please do. My email address is videonastypodcast at gmail.com. You can get me on Twitter at at orange underscore monkey. Yes, I know Twitter's a cesspit, but, you know, it did me proud 10 years ago. Uh, or you can go to the website, videonastypodcast.com, thelasthorrorpodcast.com. Um, there are all the podcast and everything else on there as well. So in uh, next episode, we're going to be discussing uh, The Black Room from 1982. Um, So until then, take care and I will speak to you soon. seen a video nasty i wouldn't i have far too much how, how can you judge on video nasty? Oh, you've never seen one i actually don't need to see visually what i know is in that film